Blog Talk Radio. We all have inner work to do. Real life, real faith is an opportunity to connect with Cheryl and her guests as they take you on a journey to help you become your authentic self. Whether you need help goal setting, developing coping skills, or connecting with a power greater than yourself, Cheryl is here to walk with you on your path to personal transformation. Get inspired as Cheryl lets you become an active participant or just sit back and glean from the messages delivered. It's Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. We are so glad that you were able to join us here this evening. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since we have last spoken with you, but tonight promises to be a an excellent broadcast. We have with us none other than Tara Wallace, who is a part of VH1's Love and Hip Hop. And we also have someone here this evening that's going to talk about an event that's occurring here in Houston on this weekend, the Women Who Women Win Conference, I Am Worship. Um, I know that um, a lot of things have been going on over the past few weeks, and you know, these first 100 days of our new president, President Trump, have been trying to say the least. Uh, we've seen things this past uh, few days, 100 days, that uh, I never thought I would see in my lifetime, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And uh, at, at this particular moment in time, we're just going to have to leave with them, I guess. I know that those of us who are believers need to definitely get on our knees and pray because a lot of the things that we're seeing now, we do know have been mentioned in the Bible, and it's just time for us to get into our proper position, to do the things that we've been called to do, to walk in our purpose, to walk in our destiny, and to move forward with the things of God. Um, having said that, uh, we are grateful to have with us tonight, Tara Wallace. Tara, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, hi, how are you? Thank you guys for having me. Uh, can you hear me? Because I, I, I can. I, there's some background noise, though, I believe. Okay, I'm gonna. It's raining outside, so I had to step inside from where I was. Okay, let me go outside. And then, okay, it's a, it's a little bit quieter. I hear, although you may hear the occasional horns. Okay, not a problem, okay. not a problem at all. Listen, I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell our uh, listeners a little bit about who Tara Wallace is. Um, well, well, before um, Love and Hip Hop, you know, I, I was uh, a mother. Uh, before I was a mother, I had finished my master's and I, uh, in acting. And I was just trying to pound the pavement in New York City and become an actor, um, which was my dream, my passion. And uh, somewhere along the way, to make a long story short, I, I ended up having children, so I started working. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, needless to say, once you're working, you know, sometimes your dreams just kind of fit in where they may, like if, if you get a chance to, kind of where, so you know, how, uh, recently. So how did all of that lead up to love and hip-hop? How did you go from, you know, just somebody that had completed a degree, had a desire to be an actor, and, and found themselves with some children and working, and all of a sudden, <laughs> bam, here you are on love and hip-hop? Uh, there was no true plan to ever be on love and hip-hop. I, um, I'd watch the show because it would come on on my off night <laughs> for work. So I knew about the show and I had followed it. And um, uh, Peter, who was uh, my boyfriend at the time and uh, the father of my two children, he did an, a few episodes of the season prior. So on that up-and-coming season, they said that they wanted to meet me. 
and it talked to us about it being on the show. So it was still something I never even took serious. I think I showed up to the audition like two hours late because I was like, yeah, I mean, we're pretty boring. Like, we don't have anything to that show but one. So I, I didn't think it would even mm-hmm. happen. So I, I never took it serious. So um, that, that, that was the start of it. I went in, I did my test, and uh, like it was just like a little camera test, and they were asking me all of these questions. And I guess at that time, just to even see what he was saying on the other side, to see if this were real or were we trying to contrive anything and how mm-hmm. it started. It started from that, that you know, that screen test to the next few weeks we were filming. Wow. So what, what is, you know, I can't imagine, you know, with everything else that, you know, goes on in my life, everything that happens in my life and things like that, having a camera following me around 24-7, I, what, how... <laughs> Well, you know, how were you able to maneuver? That, you, know, uh, you know, believe it or not, people think that there's just like a camera kind of following you around, uh, you know, uh, and you're just kind of ignoring it. And it doesn't really happen like that. You have a work day, a work time. You know, you get your schedule on Sunday night like you would any other job. Now, it, it can change, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's pretty much scheduled. Like, you know the day that you're filming. You may not know who you're filming with or necessarily what you're filming about. Um, so, well, some in the beginning I didn't, but then you, you kind of – once you're able to, you know, let them know or tell them or work with them on what you want to give, then you have a better idea. Um, mm-hmm. But so basically, you know, you 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 know that you're filming. So the camera crew shows up, they set up. There's certain there's certain lighting that goes into play. So it's not a a situation where it's like these people are just following you, waiting for some action to happen. Okay. So so how much of the you know the drama that we see, how much of that? I mean, is, is it actually real? Or is it, or is some of it contrived, or is some of it scripted? Because you know, you hear people uh, from time to time say, "Oh, you know, that couldn't possibly be real. You know, this has to be a script somewhere that they're reading from, yeah, or they're putting them in situations to create it." I think that people say that because they don't want to believe it. But these, you know, things that that happen on reality TV happen in people's lives every day. Um, you know, I mm-hmm. can only speak one hundred percent on my story. My story was very real. Um, even though mm-hmm. I would be filming, and you know you're filming, you know there there are things that you find out as you're filming, and and um, mm-hmm. those things are are kept secret because you know they do want your true and honest reaction when you find out you know about certain things. So um, mm-hmm. you know just because you know that the camera is going to be following you, you don't actually know what's going to happen in your workday. So those things can are very real. And in my case, you know I was just like you know. I was saying myself, like, this has to be a joke. At the end of this season, someone's going to say, this is a joke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. So, so I was, do you I have was waiting, I was waiting like, for someone, like, to jump out of the back and say, hey, we were just joking. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Wow. Like, like this show, I've been, I'm being punked, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just, yeah. I was like, you know, I, so, I, I was hoping that I was going to have my punk moment and that someone's going to jump out of somewhere and be like, it was just a joke, relax. And I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, and I found out that that, that was never going to happen. Wow, wow! So now, do you do you have an opportunity when you're in a situation like that? If the situation was more than you felt like you could handle on screen, are you able to tell them, okay, you know, stop filming, you know, shut shut off the cameras? I, I'm, I, you know, I don't want to really deal with this live on television, can you do that, or do, are you kind of oh, locked in? I mean, absolutely not. No, once, I mean, once your work has started and the cameras are rolling, they're rolling. So 
so you don't have an opportunity, okay. just like you don't have an opportunity to, to um, you know, you'll film a scene for an hour, two hours, and then what the world sees is about, you know, 60 seconds of what you filmed for two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't, so it's just like you don't have a, you know, you can't say stop, stop rolling the camera. You don't, you also don't have a right to say, you know, please edit it this way. You know, there's all, then once they have the footage, you know, then they can edit mm-hmm. it how they feel they need to guide their story. You know, a lot of wow. a, a lot of things can be editing. Uh, um, you know, I, I believe the first season, I didn't deal with it so much the first season as, that would upset me, but the second season that we were on Love and Hip Hop, I was very frustrated with editing sometimes and the way they told the story, um, not necessarily in my favor, but the truth in which I knew it. Um, so I think that uh, sometimes that was unfair, but then you – you know that, you know, this is TV. People are here to make a show and not make friends. And you, you learn right. to work accordingly, you know. Yeah, yeah. So now I know that there was a situation where you were uh, body shamed on social media. Tell us about that. Oh, I'm constantly body shamed on social media. Pick a day. <laughs> like that always happens. Pick a day. I'm constantly body shamed. I think it's just so sad, and what's sad about it is it's mainly women doing it. It's almost like, am I the only woman in the world who could possibly, you know, have a baby and not be skinny? And and I do, I wouldn't be skinny, so it doesn't bother me. I'm like, I've had this, when I had Gunner, Gunner was my third child. So I, I know my body. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, I'm going to look a certain way, and I'm okay with that. You know, as long as I know that I'm working and that's not 100% all the time who I am, and my body will go back to the way I want it to go or what I'm used to, then I'm okay with it. I don't, I don't really let it bother me. I mean, I have my days where I'll lash out at someone just on the principle of being human, but it doesn't really bother me, you know. Um, you know, I just I think that sometimes people just sit behind a keyboard, and I don't really know what's going through their head, but, you know, they they find the need to say certain things, and then that takes legs. And for the story of a blogger, mm-hmm for a lack of a better word uh, or a lack of a job for being a job, for getting a job as a reporter, they just have to tell any story they can get their hands on. Right, right. So now <laughs> you dealt with quite a, quite a bit of drama. You, you did. You know, there was a lot of drama going on, a lot of things just, you know, happening all over the place. But I know that in one of the seasons you, you sort of took a back seat to that. Was there, there a reason why you did that? Or did you just decide, you know, I just don't want to deal with it anymore? I, what, what do you mean, take a backseat to the drama? When you well, say as far as, as far as I know that um, uh, it was like you, you, it seems like you may have relaxed somewhat or. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I would say like this, this, this last season, um, this very mm-hmm. last season, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, this very last season, it was, um, I want to take a backseat. It, it, it was just like sometimes I feel like our story is so real that people weren't able to, they just didn't really know what to do with it. It just kind of kept growing, you know, whereas, you know, mm-hmm. um, not really taking into consideration that this was a real story that, that, that couldn't really be controlled in any way because there was just so much going on and it was so real. And it just kind of took people by shock. And I think sometimes even the producers were a victim to that. Like, it was like, well, oh, my God, where does this go next? Like, we weren't expecting this to go this way, so where do we go next? Right. Wow. Well, I, I, you, you know, know this I, past I, I, season, I, I have to say, uh, let me just backtrack about the body shaming. I'm, I only weigh 116 pounds, so, like, it's so funny. When, um, uh, I just have to backtrack really quickly just because 
I, I also have to say I'm not a big person, so when people see something on the camera, I'm like, it could be like a slight ball of balls they've taken out of proportion and not, you know, what it really is, like when I even when I look in the mirror. And I and, and, and saying that I know who I am and, and that's why it doesn't bother me as much. But also, and uh, fast forwarding back to what we were talking about, um, I was happy that this season there were other stories to tell and not just ours. Because part of my healing process and why it's been so difficult is, you know, imagine going through this very difficult thing, but then now we're using it to make an income. It's like it never ends. There's no real healing time, no real, like, let me take a moment to just, like, relax and, and calm down and, like, really think about what just happened. And, you know, because we were constantly filming with maybe three months mm-hmm. in, in between, it was just never that opportunity. Well, what, you look, what does your life look like now? What, what, are you, what, is, what are you doing now? Um, well, right now I have a couple of projects going on. I'm working on another book. Um, I, I'm actually working on two books. I'm, I, I'm working on uh, one fiction novel, and I'm working on uh, another children's book. Um, and writing is just something I just, it just, I don't want to say landed in my lap. It just kind of happened. Again, there was no real plan to do it. I've been auditioning. I'm opening a children's book, which I'm very excited about. Um, and um, that's that's what's going on immediately. Okay, great. So, you um, have you are have you already written a book, or are you um, or would this be your first time? Well, this is not my first time. I'm sorry. So, um, uh, about a year ago, a year and a year and well, fourteen months ago, um, Allison Alexander or Allison Leak and I we self-published our first book called The Goddess Potential. Mm-hmm. Um, which came mm-hmm. out, and um, so we have been marketing and touring with that book this particular year. And the Goddess Potential is a step-by-step guide to developing a relationship with inner self or exploring a relationship with inner self. And it's pretty much when I did have downtime, and I was really trying to use my story to empower people and not just constantly uh, stroke the ego of, of people who were wanting to follow this this, this story. I said, you know, well, let me look in here and try to find some positive things. So I, it originally started with us trying to do empowerment brunches. So we're like, well, what are people going to walk away with? You know, you have that high from a brunch and everybody's saying all these great things. But then on Monday, after the brunch, you know, you want to still have that same high about life and where you want to go with your life. And um, so it started out as us discussing writing a pamphlet. And from there, I mean, it just involved it's all just a chapter, so it's having an outline to us writing an entire book. So um, that's what the Goddess Potential was about, and uh, the Goddess Potential is available on Amazon, CreateSpace, and Kindle. And that was my first book. So the other books are, whichever um, one comes out first, the children's book or the fiction will be my second book. Okay, all right, that's that's wonderful. I think that um, that is something uh, positive that definitely needs to be put out there because a lot of times, especially as women, we spend so much time giving of ourselves to everybody else that we don't uh, take out any time for ourselves to discover who we are, what our purpose is, or sometimes we, we don't even know who we are for that matter. So right. I think that, that I commend you for that and, and putting that out there. What was that like for you, writing that first book? Because it sounds like it was some pretty, um, heavy material to really get down on paper. What was that journey like for you? Um, well, honestly, that journey was a little intense because it was the first time I had I just moved out of my apartment where uh, Peter, Peter and I at the time we shared an apartment. So it was my first step out on my own with my children. And it was kind of like, you know, the first day I stepped into New York City alone. Like, where do I go? What do I do? You know, 
So it was like, well, this is my first time moving on with my life without him after being in my life so long. You know, where do I go and what do I do? And and as we were writing this book, I, you know, I really had to stop and think. And and as we were writing the chapters or when we created the outline, I I had to allow myself to experience, you know, what that chapter was about in order to write about it. I didn't just say, okay, well, let me just assume that it would feel like this or let me just assume this is what supposedly said. Um, based on even other empowerment books that I was reading at the time, I literally took the time. And if we want to, you know, even talk about the chapter of dating, there's a chapter in there um, where you discuss dating yourself and creating that moment. So it's, it's mm-hmm. dating myself with two kids and alone just meant, you know, just spending 20 minutes just alone, me thinking about me and my life and what that meant when I put my children to bed. It didn't mean, uh, or taking the time and say, hey, you know what? I waited all this time for him to buy me flowers. But, you know, I like yellow flowers. Let me just buy yellow flowers every few days to make sure this is what I need to make me happy. And if it's something as simple as yellow flowers, you know, I can make that happen for myself. I don't have to be dependent upon someone else making that happen for me. Oh, wow. So um, the last thing that I wanted to ask you is, you know, I know you have the books coming out. Are there um, any acting engagements in your future or anything else that Tara Wallace will be doing in the near future other than the two books? Um, Well, believe it or not, I just do a few episodes of uh, Marriage Boot Camp, which should be coming out. Um, You know, there's uh, the new season of Love and Hip Hop and also – in terms of acting, right now I'm like any other actor, just pounding the pavement, auditioning, and, uh, you know, I just know there's a callback in the near future. <laughs> so here's a, here's a question for you. Do you think that um, by being in a reality TV series like uh, Love and Hip Hop, do you think that that could potentially hurt your chances? Um, no, I mean, acting is a very tough industry as is. You know, there's a lot of doors slammed in your face. There were doors being slammed in my face before I was Tara Wallace on Love and Hip Hop. When I was Tara, before I was Tara Wallace on Love and Hip Hop, I probably couldn't even get past the fifth floor, you know. Um, so now at least I'm on the fifth floor or the ninth floor and I'm, I'm being able to engage in those conversations. So, I mean, people say those things like, you know, there's, there's people that I've met and they're like, well, you know, people feel this kind of way. And I'm, you know, it, it, one thing that I feel like reality TV has brought me is the respect for time. And that is, you know, give me a time. I won't waste it. You either like it or you don't. So I, I have that voice now to speak up and, and, and ask for what I want or the opportunity that I need. Um, probably that I wouldn't have had it, you know, if this didn't happen, uh, you know. So people may say that, but I don't necessarily agree with it. it was, it's difficult either way. It doesn't matter. Okay. All right, well, Tara, thank you so much for joining us here tonight on Real Life, Real Faith. Before you go, could you please let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and what you're doing, about your books when they come out, and anything else that you might think that they need to know? Um, Yeah, again, so um, if anyone can follow me on I am Tara Wallace on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Also, oh, and Tara Nasha on Snapchat. (laughs) Those, uh, Those social media pages are so important. And also, um, The Goddess Potential, which is co-authored by Allison Leake and myself. And you can pick that up at Amazon, CreateSpace, or Kindle. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It has truly been a pleasure. And I, for one, will make sure that I'm watching the a new season of Love and Hip Hop. Thank you, Tara.
Well, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been awesome. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Everybody, that was Tara Wallace from VH1's Love and Hip Hop. She stopped by with us this evening to give us, tell us a little bit about what's going on with her and her uh, Love and Hip Hop. Uh, appearances. We thank you so much for joining us here tonight. I want to make sure that you join us here each and every Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next week we'll be talking about um, the Shine Tour that is getting ready to happen. It's an opportunity for those people who are up-and-coming actors, uh, Christian rappers, um, Christian comedians, and the like, to be able to get a, a hands-on connection with some of the people that make those determinations as to whether or not you can be in movies such as The War Room. As a matter of fact, T.C. Stallings, who I had an opportunity to interview about two years ago at the Stella Gospel Music Awards, is one of the individuals that was a part of that. So we'll be speaking with Ray at Divine Jams. He is the Houston Connection to that particular um, organization, and uh, he'll let us know a little bit about how you can participate in that, get be a part of the auditions, and maybe even become a part of the Shine Tour 2017. We'll be talking to him next Tuesday at 7 p.m. We also want to invite you to connect with us on Facebook at Real Life Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan, as well as Twitter at Real Faith Mag. We're also on Instagram at Real Life Real Faith. And don't forget to hit us up on our website. RealLifeRealFaithMedia.com And as always, we'd like to remind you that God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Be blessed.